0: Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. What would an insurance company for flower businesses be called? What? Oopsie daisies.
1: (laughs) Oh, you like that one.
0: You do like that one. Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts, we just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips Hi Edith. Hi Christy. And hi everybody. Hi everybody who is a green thumb, a brown thumb, purple thumb uh-huh all thumbs yes all thumbs welcome here <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i'm excited about this week's episode edith uh me too we're talking about folks about how to extend the season getting food longer that you've grown by yourself how to bring plants inside over winter etc cetera, et cetera. yes uh, thanks everybody who's a member of our garden party. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to our curmudgeons this week. These are people who throw us two dollars a month. Do you know, Christy? It's like getting two dollars worth of "I love you" every month. Yeah. Right, because they don't want anything. They don't expect anything back. Right. They don't want any merch. No. They don't want seeds from our gardens. Mm-hmm. They just want kids off their lawns. <laughs> <laughs> And they want to help support the podcast. And they want their beer cold, darn it. Yes. And folks, if you want to help support the Upside Down Tulips to learn more about gardening and to get some laughs, just click on the show notes and we appreciate all levels of pocketbooks. We sure do. Thank you, guys. Oh, Edith. Yes. How is your garden going? It's going good. Now, I forgot to say something in the section where we talked about weeding, because The other day I was weeding and instead of throwing the weeds away, I left them in the garden and I go back five days later and they had gone to seed while not in the ground. This can happen. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh yeah, because the plant stores up energy. So you had pulled the weed. I pulled the weed. It was lying on the ground. Lying on the ground. And it still went to seed. Went to seed that's creepy that is creepy not every plant will do it but just to be safe get those weeds into the into the garbage yeah and if they haven't gone to seed yet you can still put them in the compost pile right that's what I do um, I maybe not I but, don't what I do is I oh. cut off the buds okay and I put the green part in the compost but I don't just to be safe because yeah. weeds are once you have weeds it's such a problem to get rid of them and a, a person's compost pile just might not get hot enough might not get hot enough and, and i know mine doesn't okay speaking of weeds when we also in the weed episode i talked about putting baking soda in the cracks yeah. that doesn't work at all <laughs> in fact i think they were nourished by it right it might have like given them a nice little facial yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it did they looked happy and healthy when i pulled them this morning So that doesn't work. Um, Jury's out on the milk for Blossom End Rot. What I did instead of, I I pulled a lot of the green ones, hoping that they'll ripen without going to Blossom End Rot. You know, Edith, I looked up about milk and Blossom End Rot and one. Thing that people suggested was to actually pour it at the base of the plant. That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. That is exactly what I did. And did you do a 50-50 solution? That is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And you can use any kind of milk. They said, they, the one I read suggested as low fat. Yeah, maybe not <laughs> chocolate or almond because, you know, we don't do the almond anymore. But yeah, um, I did those things. I think maybe I'd have to do it again. Maybe I'll do it again and see if it works. You know, that's an interesting point because I think a lot of times when we do more I don't know, the word I'm saying is homeopathic or more mm-hmm. natural organic ways. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna have an instant response. Right. Like something more artificial will. You you may have to apply it again. Good thinking, Christy. So listen, yesterday I went and I bought some potting soil because somebody gave me really big tomato plants that they had not yet, you know, they had not yet put them in the ground. Yeah, people get busy. Yeah. It's the middle of August. It's a- <laughs> It's only the mi- it's only the middle of August. Let's look at it that way. Let's be positive. Right, sure. And I also want to say this is that I have tomato plants that I have not put on the ground. Are you serious? Yeah, so look I whoever whoever got this judgmental. I'm oh, so I judgmental. But that's okay. You got busy. <laughs> I got busy. Well, anyway, the point of that is, remember we were talking about peat moss not being a renewable resource. Mm-hmm. I went up and I picked up a bag. It's called beyond peat professional organics there's no peat in it
1: it is it's made, beyond
0: peat it's beyond it's way past left peat in the dust as it were in the bog it is made from residual garden products so they're used now i i tried to find out what that was and i couldn't so i'm going to call them and find out what, oh i love it when you do this i Edith. love when i call people you I are, love talking you to are you are feisty and so spicy and you love to dig into those questions which is great because i love to hear the answers here's the thing why couldn't i find it i mean i went to their website Residual garden product residual garden product isn't that interesting though Yeah, that could be anything that could be weeds with seed heads on it (gasps) (laughs) that's a residual garden product isn't it yes it would be but anyway i'll find out i will call them this week and if they answer the phone we'll have a nice convo and what are you gonna do with those tomatoes Oh, I planted them. Oh, good. I planted in the, some in the, in the garden in and the pot? one in the ground and a bunch in the pot. Just okay. to see. We're all about experimenting now, right? Yeah. Because we have a podcast. Um, okay, so there's one more thing I wanna I wanna say, which is that you know um, we're still not out of the woods yet, right? When it comes to all this uh, pandemic stuff, but I, I look back and I and I think that. Some really sweet things came out of the last year and a half, and I want to tell a story about uh, when I used to go on the road doing comedy, I often went with my friend Lori Callahan. She would bring a big bag, and it would be full of bananas and candy bars and cookies and stuff. So we'd get in the car, and I don't know, after a few miles, you know, maybe a couple hundred or, or, or maybe nine, I'd go, Lori, could I have a candy bar? And she'd go, No. And the first time I thought, well, that's so rude. She goes, they're not for you. Well, we stopped at a construction site, you know, a road construction. She leans her head out the window and says, I have a present for you guys. She took the bag, the whole bag and handed it to to all the workers standing in the hot sun. Wow. If we didn't pass a road work, she gave it to the Front desk clerk at whatever hotel we were staying. Aww. At. Oh, how what a nice thing where somebody just out of the blue gives you a little chocolate bar. You know what? It's the unexpected kindness. So what I've done this year, you know, when I had the hundred lettuce plants, uh huh, and I purposely overplanted this year, I've been giving them to complete strangers who are working in the neighborhood, like the yard guys across the street to come and do the yard. Uh huh. I'll run over there and I'll just go here. I have extra, or pa- house painters, and I think that. I learned from her. Uh, she passed a, a while back, and I thank her for the inspiration. Unexpected kindness. That's nice. And then people have like a little bit of salad and, that and they can have. And salad on top of it. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's interesting to us. Yeah. Like sometimes we have so much produce yes. that we're kind of like almost in a way of like, will you please take this off my hands? Mm-hmm. And, but it's a, it's shocking to me how people so appreciate homegrown, oh my fresh Vegetables, Yeah. They taste so much better. And a stranger just saying, here, this is for Eat you. It. That's wonderful. And what a nice tribute to your friend. That's what, it, what I was thinking. It's a nice tribute, yeah. It's nice to say her name, Lori. Not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a sister named Lori. I do, That's yes. Right. In fact, she's one of our garden party members. Good name. And And she's growing tomatoes for the very first time. How's it going? She grew four different types of tomatoes that were all cherry tomatoes. So she's got so many cherry tomatoes coming in. Oh. And then I know then she went away for oh. vacation and of course, you know, if you go away for 5 days, uh-huh. you're going to have hundreds. So I gave her a bunch of recipes she's making. She is roasting cherry tomatoes. She made cherry tomato jam. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, yeah, she's Oh, that's so good. That's great. Well, ma- how how about you? What is your garden doing? Well, first I think we need to tell folks an update on Gunther. Oh yeah, Gunther, folks is my sauerkraut. So I had grew all this cabbage this year. I have a big. What are you gonna do when you have five pounds of cabbage? So I thought, wouldn't it be great to make sauerkraut? And Edith was helping me because of her. she. You were born Edith in Germany, Germany so, so it's in your DNA. I'm guessing. I I, I guess. And. <laughs> I, I was a little worried about it. You helped me make sure that I had enough that it was under that was underneath. It has the to be brine, submerged, submerged, and enough weight on it. And we thought it was doing okay. And then it started to s- smell really bad, and my handsome and handy husband had took it outside. And so after we at the podcast last week. Uh, Edith and I went out into the backyard to look at this crock of sauerkraut, mm-hmm. and Christy needed a support system because she was scared. I hadn't even, I couldn't even look at it. So we, it had like a little tea towel on this crockery. So we peeled back the, the tea towel, uh-huh. and then on, then there were three jar mason jars filled with water to weight down. So we took those out, and then we took the little plastic plate out, and then there were some large. Cabbage leaves doing protecting that, and then we peeled that off. It was like an anti-gift, really. We yes. just kept pulling one thing, one thing, hoping something good was going to come up, and what happened? And we just kind of stared at it, <laughs> not knowing what to do. And there were some, like, white specks on it. Yeah. And um, you stared at it a long time. Yeah. And finally you said, I don't think so, Christy. <laughs> and, the, and then you were brave enough to taste it. I did taste it. And it's one of those things where you're not sure quite how it's supposed to taste. Uh Anyway, we all decided it was over. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that... uh... So I've learned that about sauerkraut. I might Mm -hmm. try it again. I still have two cabbage heads in the garden. I'm going to try it. I already cut the cabbage up yesterday and I'm going to try it too. I think what I did was I didn't massage it enough to begin with. Uh So I didn't have enough brine. Under, mm, for it I, to be submerged. Mm. And I think, and I also, said you make yours in mason jars, right, Edith? Yeah, because it's easy. So I'm going to do it your way, yeah, too. Try, try it that way. Okay. Uh, what else is happening? Big tragedy. My handsome and handy husband went out and bought pickles. Oh, <gasps> how could he? <laughs> what a betrayal. Of which I have. Eight jars in the house from last year, but the difference is is that I didn't have uh, the pickled chips, you know, those slices of pickles? Yes, they're chips, they're And that's different when you want those on a burger or whatever. That's So, so true. I actually pickled last week. I took some cucumbers and I sliced them up and... Got some pickles going and I also canned tomatoes last week, Edith. I had so much, have so many tomatoes coming in. Nice. This is a good year. Mm-hmm. Much better than last year. They're really coming in. And it's interesting how you can have like, I don't know, 20 or 30 tomatoes and you get two jars of sauce out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Edith, how I've had trouble getting to my compost pile because I have all these sunflowers that yes. are in the way. Yes. So I cut them all back so I could get. Way back to the compost pile because I have a squash growing in there, Mm -hmm. just like I did last year. And I assumed it was a spaghetti squash because I had harvested nine spaghetti squash last year and then didn't get around to them. And so they all went into the compost bin. And as I already said, my compost bin does not get hot enough. So therefore, I just assumed that that was going to be spaghetti squash. What is it? Well, I got all the way back there. I was pleasantly surprised, Edith, to see that I have pumpkins. (gasps) You have pumpkins. Three pumpkins are on this vine. Oh my gosh, that's, what a nice surprise. I just thought it was really nice, because I go back and forth, but you can only have so much spaghetti squash, and I just thought, well, that's really nice. And one of them, Edith, is about like two feet big, and is turning orange. Oh, that's so nice. Well, folks, if there are ever words or terms you're not familiar with, we hope you will check out our website at UpsideDownTulips.com for the wonderful Upside Down Dictionary. Or you could just click on the link in our show notes. And please see what we've got on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or our YouTube channel. Now, here we have a brand new pod play just for the gardeners, inspired by one of our favorite books.
2: A perfect day in the garden oh no something has eaten my little beans there it is a rabbit get out shoo go oh Ow! I don't think I'm in Wheatridge anymore there's the
0: rabbit hey where are we No time to talk. I'm late. I'm very late. Can't be late. Mustn't be late.
2: Before you go, could I have some rabbit pellets? Excuse me? What are you, some kind of perv? No, I'm not a perv. I'm a gardener. And rabbit poop, also called pellets, also called bunny honey,
0: is very good for the garden. You've made me even later now. I'm going to tell the queen on you. I'll say, she wanted my poo, which I wouldn't do. I mean, I don't even know who she thinks she is. I'm Alice, and I... uh, Don't go. Please, wait.
2: He's gone. But someone seems to be in the garden over there. And they seem to be having fun. I'll just follow the sounds.
1: Why, hello, fellow gardeners. Who are you? What are you doing in garden Lamb? I'm Alice, and you're a dormouse. We don't know anybody named Alice. Get out. Go away. If you took just two seconds
2: to get to know me. I mean, this is a beautiful garden, and I'm quite thirsty, and usually gardeners are much nicer than this. Look
1: at her. She's going to cry. What a big baby. I'm not a big baby. Really? Have some comfrey tea. Help yourself to rhubarb leaf salad and sweet pea puree. Um, all of these things are poisonous. So now we're not good enough for you, ya big baby, spurning our hospitality? I listened to a podcast called
2: Upside Down Tulips and
1: learned these things are poisonous. You shouldn't eat any of this. Now she's telling us what to do. Like a big bossy baby. I'm going to tell the queen on you. The queen is coming with her army and we're going to tell on you. And she's a very mean queen. It looks like I'm in a bit of a pickle.
0: Alice is in a bit of a pickle. But is it a pickle from store bought, like <laughs> Christy's handsome and handy husband bought? We'll store find bought pickle. Store bought, but we will find out. There's a part two. <laughs> All right, folks. Today we're talking about how to extend the growing season. Yes. Right now, everything in August is very busy, gathering things in, mm-hmm. and harvesting, mm-hmm. and it can you can extend your garden even longer. You notice some things have stopped, you know, the cool weather season things have stopped. Lettuce and radish and so on. But that doesn't mean it's over. No, that doesn't mean at all it's over. Now, the first thing we need to say is think about your climate, right? Like zones. We are in zone 5B in the Denver, Denver? We're in Denver now. (laughs) Denver metro (laughs) area. And... It's important that you kind of check out to see what zone you are in. We'll put a link in the show notes just so you don't know what zone you're in. But it will tell you what is your uh, first frost date. Mm-hmm. Ours is October 15th. And it'll also tell you when your last frost date is. And ours is usually May 7th or something like that. The reason that's really important right now is look at the back of your seed packet. If you want to plant something that needs 48 days to grow, Try to make sure you are forty-eight days away from your frost date in the fall. Ours being October the fifteenth, so we've got time. Oh, absolutely, we've got two months. You well, may also have almost. a microclimate, Edith. Tell us about that. A microclimate depends on where you are within that zone. So you may one part of your yard may get more sun than another part, and therefore that area might actually be go beyond your zone. Mm-hmm. That's a good says. point. You know, you know the uh, um, yellow squash that I planted like right next to my compost, and I have those black bins. Uh huh. I'll bet you it's warmer there. I bet it is too. Which is why the plant got yeah. so big so quickly. The same is true as if something's by um, a sidewalk. Right, it'll the radiate heat. more heat. Right. And the same is also true with altitude. So you could be in Zone Five B in mm-hmm. the Denver metro area, but if you were up on the foothills with the elevation, you're actually going to it's, it gets cooler. Mm-hmm. So right, elevation right, right, can right. make a big deal. So it's about just knowing your yard, your garden, familiarize yourself with the areas of what it does to help better understand and to what to expect when you're planting. When you plant something against a, a wall of the house That's or such a, a fence, good point. right? But again, Microclimate. it is warmer there. Yeah. which is one of the reasons maybe your vines mm-hmm. do so great, runner beans yeah. and so on. And not only does the first frost date, it's not only is that important, but we're going to show you some techniques and how you can extend even beyond your first frost date. Yes. And that has to do with your Persephone period. Persephone, which that's from the Greek, is it not, Christy? Yes, she was... The, um, inspired by the vegetation goddess who returns to Hades in the winter, causing the earth to become barren. Mm. And this is the period in your area where you will be getting less than 10 hours of sunlight a day, because that's the, what plants need is, Mm -hmm. and the earth needs 10 hours of sunlight a day. So when you no longer are getting 10 hours of sunlight a day, you are in your Persephone days. You know, Christy, when, when I had never heard that word, but had read it, I thought it was Persephone. <laughs> so embarrassing to say that out loud. We know there's probably other people who think the same thing. Persephone. So you're just showing that you're a human being, Edith. Okay. In Denver, our Persephone days are November 15th to January 27th, which is my birthday. Surprise! Isn't that interesting? Yes, that is interesting. So we'll show you, let's talk about either some vegetables that people can start planting right now for a fall garden. Okay. Okay, I'll just start personally. I have planted three types of spinach as seedlings, and I also put some seeds in the garden. Spinach will not only grow, you might get some this season, but if you don't, it could overwinter. Which means you've extended your harvest to early, early spring. I heard a story of a woman from Minneapolis who overwinter spinach. Oh my gosh. Isn't that something? That is really something. Wow. She and must- I planted them just last week. So that, that's that's something, yeah, that's something you could that's a great thing that you can that you can do. What about radishes? I've also planted radishes. My radishes are up. Oh, I saw them in the garden. I saw them. Um, other vegetables that you can plant right now. I'm, uh, I see that cilantro has made an appearance here and there in the garden. I'm really hoping for a take two of all those lettuces that I love because I let them go to seed. Sometimes I walk by and I shake it so that it can, the wind can catch it. So we'll see if not, it'll come in like last year. I saw it coming up in March wow. all by itself. Yeah, I planted some lettuce, and it is starting to come up. What kind did you plant? Um, you know, it was just like regular leaf lettuce. Lettuce, lettuce? Yeah, mm-hmm. lettuce, lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> the one I was talking about that I love so much is the Four Seasons. Mm. Marvel of the Four mm-hmm. Seasons. It, is the, it can really fight the heat really well. And wouldn't that be great if we could be enjoying salad in October? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that would be wonderful. I would love that. And it's fun to keep planting things. It is fun, and, and you don't have, and you know, the, the shorter the days get, actually, the less work there is, because so much of the work now is pulling weeds and watering. I don't know how much time you spend a day. I spend an hour and a half to two hours a day in the garden, and that doesn't even count the Japanese beetle kill that I do every <laughs> single day. I've also planted Edith carrots. Really? Now, yes. that's interesting because they have such a long growing time. Is that for next season? Is Maybe that it is. Planted? I don't know, but I planted some. I planted beets. Mm-hmm. I've also heard this is a good time a year to plant turnips. Oh. Well, all root vegetables are a really good bet because the earth will keep them warm longer. Mm-hmm. And if you mulch them, you even extend it even further. Wow. So, yeah. Listen, what we're talking about here, radishes, turnips, beets, all root, carrots, mm-hmm. all root mm-hmm. vegetables... A really good thing to grow um, at this time of year. As soon as something in your garden is done, mm-hmm. when it's done its life cycle, like maybe peas, mm-hmm. the lettuces, the mm-hmm. cool stuff, there there's an empty spot. Yep. You can extend your vegetable garden by just planting some new things. Is in it going to be a vegetable you planted, or is it going to be a weed? It's like it's like a fight for real estate, just <laughs> like in our hot real estate <laughs> market here, right? Now, when it mm-hmm. comes to flowers, Edith, yes. I have a bone to pick with the nursery industry. What are they doing? You know, I have areas in my flower gardens right now where the plants are done, perennials that are done. And I wish I could go in and plant some annuals in the, the spots, uh-huh. but I have gone to nursery. When you go to nurseries in August, I'm talking local nurseries. Mm-hmm. I'm even talk- I even went to a big box store. Okay. And what they have there... It's hardly anything. Yeah. And that's kind of, you can get some sales. One of the big box stores had annuals at 50% off, but they looked so bad. Oh, I bet they it. looked awful. Why even put them out? I just out? thought, I just, yeah. I just think you're just throwing money away. And, and you don't do seeds. What about, what if you planted seeds? Is it too late? Yeah, I. it's interesting to think, I, I, I've not done seeds this late. I think it's too late to think that you're going to get anything that's going to flower by... Let's the do end this. Of September. Let, let's do this. You're the flower expert here. Why don't you, next season, why don't you plant seedlings and see if that would work? Like of whatever you wanted, forget-me-nots or whatever. And then at this time of year, put the seedlings out that you have self-planted. Right. right. Like I could. You could still do winter sowing. I've tried getting more zinnias and doing more zinnias, but yeah. when I put them in, they're just so leggy. It's just been so hot out. They've been so mad. They've just fried up. Are you in, inside the winter sowing or outside? Well, outside winter outside too. Yeah, you outside. know what I mean? I put them oh, in winter sun yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they've just been crabby. I I wish that nurseries would have more um, opportunities uh-huh. for flowers yeah. in August. But soon we'll be getting mums. Yeah. And mums are always and a great And asters. Asters are beautiful. Too. Those two are yeah. two of my favorite flowers. It's also a great time to plant trees right now. Which that might shock people, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's a it's a wonderful time because you can get the trees established before the snow yes. comes in. Yeah, uh, make sure you water them a lot, so much. Remember a fifty dollar hole. Remember big deep hole, a lot of water, good for for soil. For a fifty cent plant. For a fifty cent plant. Well, yes. uh, when we come back, let's talk about ways to extend the growing season even beyond the last frost date. Okay. Okay, but first we should find out what's going on with Alice. Alice!
2: It looks like I'm in a bit of a pickle. Halt! Deadheaders, begin the deadheading. Off with their heads! (gasps) Ted heading is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Not only does it allow for more blooms on the flower, it's a patron level for upside-down tulips. Way to go, Queen! Who has the impertinence to speak to me? Hi, I'm Alice. Alice. Alice, Alice, Alice i've heard all about you alice you're a perv and a poisoner no no Uh, no not a perv not a poisoner i'm just a gardener see this watering can now where did that come from (laughs) Uh, i will help you water Uh, there we go i'm watering the plants you are watering the foliage water the toes not the nose now there will be fungus pottery, mildew, and other unwanted protuberances. Oh, sorry. There must be a leak in the watering can. Remember, if you make a mistake, the garden will forgive you. The garden might, but the queen will not. Off with her head. Get her,
0: deadheaders.
2: It was just a mistake. It wasn't even my mistake. The watering can is leaky. I will not be chased away or deadheaded. The garden will forgive me. The garden will forgive The garden forgives, the garden forgives. Oh, I'm back in my very own garden. Oh, thank goodness. What a terribly strange dream I had. I'm going to write to the ladies at Upside Down Tulips and tell them all about it. Which reminds me, another episode is dropping
0: today. All is well with the world. And we're back in our own gardens now. And all is well with Alice. Yes. You know, one thing I can say about flowers, Edith, and in terms of extending the season, is that the more folks deadhead their flowers in June, the more Mm -hmm. flowers you will have in August and September. So I'm still deadheading my plants, and petunias are a great example, keep things bushy and to keep things regrowing. Mm-hmm. I deadheaded all that Jupiter's beard. I still have Jupiter's beard blooming in August. I have been um, letting some of my cosmos go to seed simply because I love to collect the seeds. I do too. I'm thinking the same thing. Love it. And you know what I feel feels out? good on your fingers for it some feels reason. Good. And an easy way to find out if the seeds are absolutely ready. If the stalk is brown, it is absolutely ready. And you just, you know, like like, they, like the claw. You know the claw at restaurants where you look at... So make your hand into a little claw and whoop, <laughs> up the seeds, and in they go. And don't forget to put an antioxidant, just in case the seeds are not totally dry. Yeah, that's a good point. I always put that in there, too. So that's the Cosmos story. If we want to extend our season even beyond the first frost date, mm-hmm. which means... Uh, and before the Persephone days. Yes. So for us, this is about between. Did you mean Persephone? Persephone. The Persephone. <laughs> She'll now be known as Persephone. So this is that October 15th to November 15th range. Yeah. Um, when you have to really keep your eye on the weather. Yes. You we have to become addicted to the weather channel mm-hmm. to see when the temperature starts dipping down into the late 30s. To see the best way is to put some sheets over the plants in question to protect them from a frost. Yeah. Even even if it's a, any kind of a plant. In a container, for example, what would be really useful in a container uh, is a sheet and then take a rock or a brick that's been out in the sun all day and put it in there with the plant and it double warms and it keeps the heat in Cover them up during the afternoon so they still have that collective heat in there. Mm-hmm. Or you can also move container plants closer together so they can, like the buddy system, oh, have yeah. more heat that way. Uh, some people have great success with row covers. Have you ever done row covers, Edith? I have not. I have not done row covers. And there, there is one, some people, there is a couple of cons to the, uh, to the row cover. Like, you're making a tunnel for insects and they can't get out, mm-hmm. for one. And also, it's easy for diseases to jump, but they also will extend your season. So, I don't know. Six to one, yeah. half a dozen of the other, maybe? I just... Can I say this is that I personally don't like the way they look. Oh. And... You, so you would have these white things out there. My garden is as much as it is, for, you know, to make food. As Nobody it is wants white things in yeah, their garden. As something that is beautiful. And you have these white tunnels that are there that you get. Then you, and then the weather gets better. So then you have to take them down again. I, they just you know, seem like a lot of work and they don't look very pretty. I and I just don't co- have the, the mind for that. I think commercial gardening is commercial food mm, growers. Mm-hmm. I think they are probably more suited to the row covers, you know? Yeah. Uh, Some people will also, um, under sheets and things like that, Edith will put lights in there to keep things warm. Have Uh you seen that, too? That's pretty. Yeah, that is very pretty. Some people lay down black plastic to keep the heat in. Yes. Which um, I don't do, but it's better, I guess, than white things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you, now, neither of us have cold frames, right? Do you have a cold frame? I used to. Yeah? They're wonderful. They are absolutely wonderful, but I used to use it, rather than extending the season out, I used to do it to start things Mm. in the spring. So early, early on, I would plant either in the ground or in the seedlings inside the cold frame. You know, and it just takes some lumber and a window. That's it. Yeah, if you have have an old storm window... Uh-huh. and some wood and then it should be higher at one end than it is at the other end have it facing south and if then possible the possible and also the ability to ventilate it because it could the opposite you could have the opposite problem which is instead of just warming things up you could be frying things so in the daytime mm-hmm. you need to open it up mm-hmm. have a way to open it up and keep the window up and at night you close it and it stays warm mm-hmm. yeah of course the dream to extend the season edith is the greenhouse Oh, I don't have one. Do I don't you? have one either. No. I, do I? I don't know. Have you been in my yard today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I did. just trying to be supportive. Yeah, I wish I had a greenhouse. I kind of somewhat envy. Ambi- oh. The thing, I think the positive thing about a greenhouse is, of course, right, then you could be going all, you could really be extending the season. I know people that keep their geraniums um, and flowers in a greenhouse and they just, they bring Everything mm-hmm. out in the spring, they put everything in there in the winter. Mm-hmm. It works. A greenhouse takes up real estate, though. Takes up too much real estate. I don't have yeah. a lot of real estate. So you have to decide if that's really worth it for you. Yeah. Um, you can also, uh, you know, a raised bed will extend your season beyond mm-hmm. your frost date because things will stay, they'll survive longer because it traps the heat. Yes, that that's good. It dries things out quicker, so you have to water more. Yes, but you just talked about geraniums. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about just ways that you can extend your plants, keep your plants alive, extend them over the winter. Well, didn't you kill yours? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. So let me do the talking on geraniums. You know, Edith, I like to stay true to our brand, which yes. is celebrate gardening gone wrong. I love it how you pretend that was done on purpose, but okay. <laughs> um Yeah, bring them in. Bring things in the house to overwinter them. Geraniums are a perfect example. You just cut them back. Don't let them flower in the house. Let them have a rest like a bear. They're hibernating in your house. And cut them back about a third or half, but no more than that. Yep, yep, yep. The mistake I made, Edith, was that I I left them in the garage, Mm -hmm. thinking that the garage would be okay. But we, the temperatures dipped down too low last winter, mm-hmm. and they died. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also possible I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't watering them enough. Usually what I do when I bring them inside is I water them. You don't water them every week, folks. You water them like once a month. Yes, water them very, very rarely. You're right. Which is the mistake I made with my rosemary. I don't think it was humid enough. I killed my rosemary in my house, <laughs> as I have done with so many rosemaries before. And I think I figured out it is because of lack of humidity. Yeah, rosemaries are unique that way because they like dry, they like a drier root, and they take in their moisture from their leaves. Yeah. So they like it more humid. I don't know, does it help if you put a rosemary in the bathroom, I wonder? That's a really good question. Um, Or you just may need to spritz it or put a rosemary on some pebbles with some water. Do you you know what I love? I love um, when you cut off some uh, basil, Cut it off with a long enough stem that you can stick it in water. And you can keep it fresh and extend your basil season because it will grow roots. And you can have a windowsill basil. And then you can put it in... Yeah. so Yeah, you can have windowsill yeah. basil. It's a side note about basil in general, folks, is that when you get basil, if you buy it at the grocery store or if you're just harvesting it in your backyard, do not put it in the refrigerator. Basil hates the cold, Take your basil and treat it like it's a flower and put it in a glass of water. If you were to come if you were to be in my kitchen right now, you'd see next to the sink a little vase of basil that I harvested from the garden so I can have it when I need it. That's right there in a little glass of water. Me too. I have one too. And then, of course, it'll take root and then you can extend your yeah. basil all year long. Which I have not done before, but that sounds like a smart thing to do. Here's what I've never done that I heard you could do is you can extend the season of a pepper. Yes. Dig it up, put it in a pot, put some potting soil in it, and bring it in your house. How have we never done this? How have we never known? Well, I'm going to do it this year because I actually have, Edith, two pepper plants that are actually in a container this year. I got them from my friend... our friend Mel down the street, Uh and they were really tiny, and she suggested just do them in a container. So I have my pepper sort of hanging out with my geraniums and my petunias. They have, they flowered, I'm getting little peppers on it, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring them inside. And what I learned about this, Edith, is that, well, first of all, you should make sure you give it a wash, so you get rid of any bugs that could could. be there. And you do want to give it a trim, just like you would with geraniums, give it a prune, Yeah. And you're not going to, your goal is not to get flowers. Your goal is not to get peppers in February. Your goal is to keep the plant alive. Yes. So that then you stick it in the ground ASAP in the spring. And you'll have, you'll be way head start. Yes. But, but we make sure it's past the frost state because peppers like heat. So don't save it all winter, then make the mistake of putting it out there too soon. (laughs) Another reason to have a cold frame, I think. Well, you know, as when people do that with peppers, um, you should also make sure that you cut back on the water a little bit too, just like you would with geraniums. Yes. And when you do start, when it gets to be spring, uh, start watering it more often. Mm-hmm. And some people even put a little heating pad underneath it that it likes that. Cause you in said the it likes spring. heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It likes heat. Nice. I'll say one other crazy thing. Uh-oh. That people are doing to extend the season, Edith. What? Bring in tomatoes oh, in. Oh, come on. Really? Yes. Really? They, yes. The goal is not to get tomatoes. Christy, not in our, in, here in yes. Denver? The goal is to keep the plant alive. Mm-hmm. And you can also, you could take off a, a cutting of your mm-hmm. tomato plant and stick it in water. Oh, you can And kidding? have it take root and then put it okay, in let's, soil. Okay, let's both try to do that. I've never heard of that. I know that there are climates where tomatoes are perennials. I do know that. Yeah, it is I a just never th- I just never thought you could do that here. Oh, good, another experiment. I hope everybody gets a chance to extend their season. Enjoy the garden a little bit more. Because you know, when that first frost comes, there's always Indian summer. Yeah. So, why should that first frost take everything out? And it's the best time of year to garden because it's not hot. Yeah. It's beautiful, everything smells amazing. Yeah. Christy, guess what time it is? What time is it, Edith? Mailbag. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> This week's letter comes from Tracy from Denver, Colorado. She writes, Oh my God, you two are so funny. I'm all about the puns and you are PROS, all caps. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. And the gardening tips are great too. (laughs) My weeds are doing wonderfully this year. Yeah, Yeah, us too. Us too. On a sad note, The buyers of my old house took out one-third of my perennial garden and replaced it with grass. Hopefully, they moved the beautiful plants to the backyard, so maybe I'll have to peek over the fence like an iris stalker. Oh, oh. They should have waited to see it through a season, in my not-so-humble opinion. Tracy. She has a good point, Christy. Wait a season to see how it looks. I remember when we bought our house that we've lived in for 20 years. And the the people who owned it beforehand heard that I like to garden. And she got very excited. And actually, before we even closed on the house, invited me over. So she could point out to me where all the plants and flowers were. Mm. So, like, here's where the feverfew Few is here. Are these iris because we bought the house in April? Yeah, here's where this is going to be. Here's this herb garden. And then she gave me the sheets from her vegetable garden, Edith, that showed how she had rotated everything through every year. Wow, so I've got about like maybe 10 years of history of her vegetable garden. What a generous thing to do! So nice to that walk is so me nice. through, and sometimes I have this. I have this one fantasy where she'll, you know, she'll come by someday and she'll see everything I've done because I've, you know, expanded everything. I've put in more gardens and I just think she'd be, and I kept a lot of her plants are still there. All her roses, all those iris. I think she'd be so thrilled. And then I also have like the opposite fantasy where, you know, I like it when I'm in the front yard and people will say like, oh, your house is my favorite house. I love your gardens. And then someday... Years from now, when I'm no longer here, and somebody will say, oh, that house used to have the prettiest garden. Oh, that's so depressing. Why? Why do you do that? I worry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, I see that happen, though. I saw that happen to somebody. You know, we live in the same neighborhood, folks. We live three blocks from each other, and I've seen that happen to other houses in this yard where somebody had this beautiful garden, and then they sell it, and then you see somebody else move in, and then you just go, oh, And And she's depressing me even more. Used to have the prettiest garden. No, I think what the lesson (sighs) here is... What? Is grow something. (laughs) Right? And wait a year, right? Yes. Wait a season before you start making drastic changes to the garden because you might be missing things that you may not even know about. You might love it. Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. And folks, if you have a garden question, a success, a failure... You want to talk about how you extend the season? Something depressing? <laughs> did you did, Are you doing sauerkraut? Can you teach me how to make it? Please write to us. Questions? Anything? We love hearing from you. Upside down Tulips at Gmail or at our website at upsidedowntulips.com. Or check out the show notes. All right, folks, Edith has pulled herself out of her depression. She is on the mountaintop and ready to inspire us all. Yes, and this is a good one for that. This is from Abraham Lincoln. The quote is, We can complain because rose bushes have thorns, or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Just about changing your perspective. Love me some Abe Lincoln. Me too. Good Lord. My sauerkraut didn't die. It's now a part of the compost. Yeah, (laughs) it's going through its cycle. It's after life cycle. And you'll eat it again when we use it as compost. you You will eat it again in a different form. Folks, that's the show for this week. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value this week, could you do us a favor? Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. If you go to DeniseGentilini.com, you can hear more of her music. You can find that link at UpsideDownTulips.com. Thanks to our kind and talented friend, adrian e and thank you to our excellent yet enigmatic engineer who prefers to be shrouded in mystery and will probably cut this we hope not and a special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show southwest gardens the best nursery join us next week for harvesting how do i know if this is ripe edith we'll figure it out christy if you pick it and it's not ripe yet don't forget christy if you make a mistake your garden will forgive you. There.
1: Upside down to
0: Gunther won't, but your garden will. <laughs> no, poor Gunther. Poor Gunther. May he rest in peace. You gotta stop naming things, it's too painful. <laughs> <laughs>